Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, Tom, when the show goes on at 3.05, somebody should be sitting here. <laughs> the trouble with having a two-person show is well, I was counting the other on you. person is there. And I, uh, I am uh, two seconds later than I was No, we were right on time. the money. No, but anyway. We hi. weren't? Nope. Hi. Oh, wait a minute. You know, I've, I've got this to read through. It's, oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you did. Okay. Well, we're not uh, starting on This that is the already. unclouded voice of oh, your local yeah. announcer who is here, so your palate will grow in pleasure for one thing and also another thing and for the stretching out of your enjoyment ever. Better every day, perhaps with an appetizer, a soup, or perhaps even a dessert or a salad. 260. Six three, six eight. I have a, um, a what, what would you call this? A, paper. A survey. No, it's a survey. Piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm thinking, and you uh, have in the past uh, walked in and said, well, you know, I don't feel like doing this today. Or, yeah. Which is really okay with me. I mean, that's the nature of this program that we are pretty loose with things. But I was Doug, thinking. Do you think that's true? <laughs> uh, Friday. Entirely too loose with things sometimes. <laughs> Friday is fish day. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's your favorite fish or seafood? And if you don't have anything on that, I invite everybody else to maybe take a shot at this and uh, vote for crabs, shrimp, crawfish, lobster, you know, really anything that you like. Eel. And eel, yeah. And when we, uh, you know, get, you know, uh, a five minutes or something in in order here, we might actually have something coherent and interesting. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, I thought at least I would start that engine and see what came of it. And how are you today, dear, my dear? Well, I just had a great lunch with some old friends, really? which is why I was running so late. Are these people and, you like? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. And uh, it was at Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke. Which was packed to the gills. Always are. And um, I had the the three wedge salad, which was spectacularly good. Mm -hmm. They they really tell them how that works because it's interesting. Well, it's three little pieces of a wedge. It's like a half a wedge. Everybody knows what a wedge is. Half of an iceberg uh, head. And then it's cut into threes. And then one portion of it is uh, shrimp remoulade, and the other mm-hmm. portion is crab meat ravigot, and then the third portion has um, fried oysters on it. Mm-hmm. And all, all, it each was of which is on a, a salad. Extraordinarily good. I love really, that. I think it's only like fourteen ninety five, which is a steal. Yeah, I was uh, doing commercials for them for a while, and I. When, yeah. Every time I said anything about it, I always said to myself or sometimes to everybody else standing around there that that's something I can get behind because well, it's really a great product. I'm such a regular 
that Brandy, who's one of my favorite waitresses ever, said, the club. And I went, no, I'm going to throw you a curveball today. I'm going to not do the carbs. So um, so we all did salads. And one of the mm-hmm. salads was a shrimp remoulade salad with avocado, which was also really, really mm. good. That, anyway, that's it was a, nice a very combo. nice lunch. It was great to see them. And I we can't mm-hmm. let it be that long again. So that's How long should where, we make it? Uh, I don't know. Um, Certainly not that long. So um, (laughs) we went to a great event last night, speaking Mm. of seeing old friends. And (laughs) it's just sad. Ferocious. The the weather is just dry as can be for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And then there's this great party set up around a pool for the outdoors. And the heavens break open and just just don't let up. And yeah. it was torrential rain all evening in Kenner at the ninth annual it was Kenner terrible. Wine and Food event. And uh, I would say that my favorite thing that I had there, first of all, it was bizarre. Thank God for the big cheese bonanza in the front when you walked in because the that's what most bonanza. people ate for. I don't know, probably an hour, because we got there half an hour into it, and it was still torrential raining, and all of the people who were set up outside had their chafing dishes closed, and the rain just poured down on it, and no one could get their chafing dishes into the building. And then there were people huddled outside in this gazebo, and it was just, it was bizarre. But anyway, um, food did make it in. And prior to that, there were some people set up inside, and thank God for them, because it was great stuff. One of them was uh, Rodney Salvaggio, who ironically we were talking about just yesterday with beef tips from Mr. John's, which were, of course, fantastic. And that was right next to Desi Vega's meatballs, which don't get any better than that. Yeah, this, in case you're just joining us, this is a major fundraiser for, for kids who uh, for kids, have... It was for the have, Four Kids Foundation. And it's been going on at um, Chateau, Country, Chateau Club. Country Club for a long, long time. And I've gone many, many years. I've, I think I've probably missed one or two here and there, but uh, I go pretty often. It's, it was very, very nice. And uh, you ran into your old waiter from Antoine's, Ronnie, which I was ran into fun. I ran into my uh, best man. You did. Oh, that's yeah, right. He was yeah, there. Yeah, was we talked there, to them yeah. for a while. Yeah. It was a fun, fun time. A lot of great wine. I actually enjoyed the wine, too, which was... It, they were nice. They were was, on the lighter side, and so you could be walking around and swirling it a little bit without having the goff get down like a real, real dark black. I didn't even kind of, notice. I didn't even look to see if there well, were legs Well, it's my job to look and notice the these things. If there were legs on the inside of... <laughs> Of, uh, I'm laughing about that, folks, because Tom doesn't notice me if I'm talking to him right in front of him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Huh? You know, when you come into the living room and you're looking for me and I'm right in front of you. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. Mm-hmm. We are talking about, as usual, as usual, food, but not in any particular order or with any structure. So you are welcome to call and talk about whatever you'd like. Anything. One of the things that we talked about at the lunch today was one of the people at lunch was saying that they simply cannot abide about the con- abide the concept of phoning in and have never been able to actually talk on the radio. So they wanted to know about the texting, which is a big thing in the sports department, but we have that capability too. Oh, we don't. Never mind. (laughs) 
Wait, what, what is it that we can't do? I was going to say the texting is something that we could probably get started here, too, but Doug just said no. Oh, texting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been saying for years that that would be... We could uh, be prompted with things to talk about from people. She said, you know, I think that there are lots of people that would have a question or would like to ask something or say something. But don't want to be out there on the air. But don't want to be on the yeah. air yeah. and would be delighted to be able to just... Um, just throw it out on text, but we don't have that capability. So. One day, someday. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, no, well, you never um, can tell. so yesterday was really good. That was fun. And then mm-hmm. Porter and Luke lunch was excellent. And um, I was thinking about going to Oktoberfest tonight, but I've decided no. No? Yeah. Where are you going? We're home. <laughs> oh, that's it? I, I, I haven't had don't lunch. Don't tell me that you didn't that? have lunch, babe, because I, I told I you didn't. to have it. Yeah. I told you to have it. Boy, the the ferocious anyway. the things that you have to get past. Yeah. All right, and so we don't even have our we don't even have our almanac today, so we're going to have to. We have it, but uh, it's, in, it's it's at the house. Yeah. It's at, oh great. That's just unfortunate. You know, uh, I was actually looking here on the computer to see if it would come up on the screen, but you can do see it yourself if you go to nomenu.com. Can't write. Yeah, You're giving yeah, me a look right. like, no, 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 no that not, doesn't I'm work that way. I'm not giving you a look. I'm not giving you no. a look. Anyway. Um, well, I tried that, and it works fine. Yeah, so you, did not, you didn't go to lunch anywhere today. I didn't. Right? Okay. All right. You know, well, got to get the jobs you had, done. You had a little breakfast, at least. The, the Mac and Cheese Festival is coming up this weekend. I forgot. There's a Mac and Cheese yes, Festival. Yes, there's a Mac and Cheese Festival. Oh, heaven help us. And it's, it, I, I don't know how many years this is. I'm going to look it up. But, um, yes, there is a Mac and Cheese Festival that I years. believe starts today. Uh, it might be on right now, so I'm going to check it out. But um, I forgot to put it in the newsletter today. Explain it's the to Nola me. It's the Nola Mac and Cheese Fest. The who? Nola. That's this Nola? place. Nola Mac yeah. and Cheese Fest. Oh, actually, no. It starts tomorrow. It's tomorrow from 11 to 6, and it's the third annual Nola Mac and Cheese Festival. Hmm. Yes. So uh, I don't really know. I don't really know. Um, Who's going to be in it? There's not a lot of people in it because I looked at the list. Here we go. Restaurants. Let's see what's what restaurants are there. The restaurant part. The Big Cheesy. Now, the that big. makes a lot of sense <laughs> because, you know, the Big Cheesy has – has the Big Cheesy's done very well for yeah. being something called the Big Cheesy. And I would say that they've been around probably – I want to say six, maybe seven years, because Mindy, your former producer, was a big mm-hmm. fan of the Big Cheesy. Hmm. What, uh, what, so, and what she's happened? been gone for years. What, what, do you, what happens to you when you go to the The Big Cheesy? Big Cheesy. Well, you get Big Cheesy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Uh, so they're serving four it, cheese bacon and bacon mac. Four cheese mac. bacon. That sounds good, actually. Bacon mac. Four cheeses. That sounds really good. They're also serving one of your favorites, Tom, and I can't believe they're able to do that. Crawfish mm. Monica mac. Uh, well, that's just a great dish made by a, a great chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and by somebody who's, uh, who I know personally. Not real, real well, but so, Monica. So, yeah. Cherie's Catering, which I am not familiar with. Cherie's? Cherie, yeah. Like, we, you, oh, know, Cherie. you know, we tried to call that guy last week, Charles. Yeah. We tried to call him Cherie. Um, Cherie's we Catering. We were trying to call, tell a guy his name was. <laughs> yeah, forget uh, it. Uh-huh. Um, Cherie's Catering has Cuban mac and cheese, which I'm guessing has hmm. pork in it somewhere. 
and boneless wings and a combo plate, I guess, of those two things. There's something called Dirty Dishes, which sounds like a food truck. I have a a very easy uh, concept of getting that in my head. Uh, It's barbecue shrimp mac and cheese and Dirty Mac, so smoked Gouda mac and cheese with crawfish and turkey tasso. That actually sounds kind of good, too. These things sound good. Is now, that, is that, Tom, that, that's a com- I know. Yeah. What? Is that a, a contest or something that's this going is for on the, now? This is for the Mac and Cheese Festival oh, that I starts see. tomorrow. Oh, It doesn't okay. start tomorrow. It is tomorrow. It's just oh, one day. It's yeah. the third annual Mac and Cheese Festival. Um, Tom, you will love... You will love to know that there is a place or maybe a food truck or a catering company called Jazzy Keto. Jazzy Keto? Nope. Keto. Keto. You know the keto, keto diet that's, that's so good that Melissa McCarthy mm. lost 100 pounds? Uh, I'm not a... Uh, Diet, diet kind of guy. I, I mean, no, people are always asking me, how... how yeah, I, do I have to hear that again? I've heard it like... 80 times t- that, times that's, 80. That's exactly 80 the right times number. 80. I know. That's how I've, I know the number. 80 so times 80. So big deal. I've, I've lost 80 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It's no big deal. Jazzy Keto. Anybody could do it. Yeah. Um, Jazzy Keto is, Keto diet is, is all the rage right now. It is what Sugar Busters was and uh, the Paleo diet and... Before that, Atkins and um, the, what is it, when you um, flush, the flush. All of these are hot diets for a while, and then people go back to eating the way they used to eat. But Jazzy Keto, Keto diet is a very popular one right now. Anyway, they're serving cauliflower mac and cheese. How can you eat carbs on a keto diet? Isn't that all about the carbs? Don't ask me. Yeah. Cauliflower, oh, you know what? Uh-oh, we've you know discovered what? it. Huh. It's not pasta. It's cauliflower ah, and that'll shrimp fool a lot with of people. cheese. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I've, Cauliflower I've, mac and cheese chicken bowl and cauliflower okay. mac and cheese bowl. So it's about the cauliflower. What now? I have seen a lot of things uh, in which one element of it that would usually be pretty straight, like and cauliflower would be a good uh-huh. example of that. Uh, replaced instead by a vegetable like cauliflower, which is so light in everything and so good for you in every way, uh-huh. uh, that it, <clears throat> it it's obvious that you know why they get around. Well, that and cauliflower do it. doesn't need to be replaced because cauliflower is the replacer. It's the replacer. Ah. Cauliflower has become a replacement for mashed potatoes when it is spun into a puree. It's a cauliflower puree, which is actually really good, or called a cauliflower mash. And then I have had a cauliflower pizza crust, which if you haven't Mm. had it, and it sounds ridiculous, it's actually pretty good. It is a really reliable substitute for pasta. It is. Anyway, the cauliflower that, does not need to be replaced because it is the replacement. Unto itself. It's the replacement the, for pasta. Go ahead. What? There is uh, one use of, of cauliflower that I think was at our wedding reception. It was at the Windsor Court anyway. What's that, Tom? Huh? What's that? What? Huh? What is cauliflower a replacement uh, for? It is uh, a replacement for uh, steak, believe it or not. Yeah. And it was something oh, yeah. John Besh came up with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. He cut, had these whole heads of cauliflowers, 
pretty much cooked. Then he put them on a hot grill, and it was getting a dark brown on the outside and the bottom, and it began to start looking like a steak. And once you started eating it, it was actually designed for people who were on meatless diets, uh, but to make something that kind of resembled a steak. And that really did, and I thought it was delicious in well, every other way. it is delicious, way. but it never did taste like a sna- steak, nor do beets taste like a steak. None of these well, things that are supposed to replace steak actually tastes like a steak. But John Bash, to his credit, was ahead of the cauliflower craze. He, he was certainly one of was. The innovators. Yeah. He did that before anybody mm-hmm. was doing it. And then the big wonk of cauliflower mm-hmm. that... Um, that uh, mm-hmm is that Domenica, that Domenica started. The charred cauliflower globe uh, is now seen all over, too. It's so the food John show. You, so this is where you might find some of this or other things, too. And we'd love to have you be part of our program today. It's easily done. We'll talk about it in just a moment after First Please This. Hello. Welcome back. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And every day we talk about eating, about cooking, about dining out, dining in, about cocktails, wine, uh, growing your own food, baking your own bread, you know, or whatever. Not doing any of those things. Get somebody else to do it and uh, enjoy yourself, but always eat good, healthy Absolutely. food all your life. Is the mac rest and cheese of part of that? Well, I, I know it doesn't you don't like mac me and cheese. Way, I know you're, you're extremely um, dismissive of mac and it's, cheese it's kid as food. kid food. It's kid food. Well, then maybe, oh, I get it. So if yeah. you're young at heart, at heart, that'll work too. Okay, so uh, Oceana Grill mm-hmm. is also one of the participants here. Who? Oceana Grill. Oceana Grill. Oh, uh, that's in the quarter. Yes. Yeah, it's in the uh, and they on have Conti a Mardi Street. Gras mac in a cone. That sounds good. Mac in a cone. And plain old mac and cheese and mac and cheese nachos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mac and cheese nachos might be overkill. Mm, made grocery. Nah. That's interesting. Made Mac, whatever that is. Made cheesy Mac vegan. How can you make vegan mac and cheese? I mean, I know you can, but. And Gumbo Zare vegan mac and cheese. There's a whole bunch of these. I didn't realize there were that many people in this. There's a place called Chef Scott's Creole Barbecue. That's hot sausage mac and cheese, ghetto burger, jerk chicken. Sausage and two meat combo with mac and cheese. We have a lot of these. We'll uh, we'll do this throughout the show. But the mac and cheese festival is starting this weekend. Now, no, no it starts no. tomorrow. Oh, well, it, it sounds like tomorrow. a good. And it's the how, how would you exp, uh, what's the official name again? Um, the official name is the mac and cheese the mac festival. And cheese festival. Mac and cheese festival. Well. Uh, Oh, you know what? I didn't even look at that, Doug. That's a very good, good, very point. good yeah. suggestion. Where is the Mac and Cheese Festival? Let's find that out. It is, um, let's see, it's from 11 to 6 tomorrow. And I, I want to say it's, you know what? I don't know where it is. I'm mm. going to look it up because I don't see it here. It's just the restaurants. Let me see if I can go back and find out where it is. Um. Somebody call us and tell us. I'm sure somebody listening to us knows this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't see it. Well, quite while yet. we're waiting for it, I've got. I ran into something that I've been looking at for the last year or so, and it's called mastering sauces, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's 
It's at Armstrong Park. We yeah. just learned Thank that's you, the. Uh, What's the game, name of it again? It's by the Mahalia Jackson Theater. It's Armstrong uh-huh. Park. It's yeah. the uh, Mac and Cheese Festival. Go on, Tom. My old, uh, my old place on. to live. Mastering Sauces. And that's exactly what it is. And uh, it looked like a good book. And I started flipping through it, and it, it indeed turned out to be very well done, but even beyond anything I've ever seen for a cookbook, because instead of having everything in a very, very stiff order, in alphabetical order or something like that. They just pretty much, this one is kind of a little bit like this one, so they put the two together. Anyway, I was thinking we could really get a a, a daily uh, I just idea had a great remoulade this. sauce. What is in a remoulade yeah. sauce, Tom? You want red remoulade or you want white? Uh, red remoulade. This is actually pink red. remoulade. You know what? I've pink decided remoulade. my favorite remoulade one. is a pink remoulade. It's probably a combination of the red and the white. But um, but it's it definitely has a pink tint to it. Is there ketchup can, in, in a red remoulade? There's two things that are predominant in a red remoulade sauce. One of them is some sort of tomato sauce. could be anything from spaghetti to uh, ketchup. To, to that stuff that is right next to the ketchup in the chili uh, sauce. Chili sauce. Okay. And uh, also in there, you will have uh, Creole mustard, quite a bit of that, uh, some fresh garlic that's finely chopped and again, uh, pretty fresh. And uh, let's see what else is in there. There's, um, did I, I must have said at some point by now, the uh, Creole, Creole mustard. mustard. Yes. That's that's right. the that's critical the ingredient. ingredient. Yeah, yeah, that really is. Yeah. And you, um, it's uh, about three fourths of it is a combination of the ketchup or the or the uh, paprika used in tremendous amounts. In in that sauce. Yeah. The the, the really. Yeah. The. Uh, is, Particularly. Is, is that one of those spices where if you get it in the Middle East? Or in Europe, where they call it paprika, or paprika, Hungary, uh-huh. where it's from. Yeah. And you get it in America, it's a totally different thing. I would imagine Like saffron it would be. is that way, uh-huh. for sure. Cinnamon is that way, for uh-huh. sure. There's a fake one and a real one. Well, you so wouldn't put are we cinnamon only getting on fake one. paprika, or are we getting real no, paprika? No, you, you get, you get rea- the real thing, but it depends on where you're getting it from, because you can get uh, paprika, or what, however you want to say it, uh, at uh, that is really low end and not very good. Uh, I learned about that from Susan Spicer. She I, uh, she let me do a cooking demo at one of her th- own cooking demos when she had that uh, school for a little while over in the warehouse district, uh, and she saw what I was using in terms of the uh, the paprika and also the. Uh, uh, the super expensive stuff. Uh, saffron? Saffron. Yeah. And she said, this is a great item for this recipe, but what you need to do is get something better. You need a better quality of paprika and, and also the uh, the other thing. And So the stuff that you're getting at the store is probably not pretty, real. Pretty bad. Yeah. Compared... But she said, if, but so if you, you have go to go there, to the Middle East if you want to get and, these and spices. You're wandering around <laughs> in in, uh, in, uh, in in Turkey. No, oh. and, and there it is. And all you have to do is look over the prices, and if the prices are two cents for a big bag of it, you know this is not what you want. Mm-hmm. You want to get the real deal. And she knew how to well, do it. Well, it might so. actually be two cents for a big bag in a place oh, like that. But you w- you wouldn't want to use it. 
Why? Because it doesn't have any flavor. Oh. What, is, any, that, what is saffron anyway? Saffron is, is it like the caper bush bud or something. No, it's uh, it does have its own name though. Um, oh, uh, let's well, see. Not, there's no. No, it, it, there's. Uh, it, it'll come to me in a minute, okay. or somebody will All tell right. us. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking about the mac and cheese fest, and we're talking about a good remoulade sauce. You know what I loved last night, maybe more than anything else, of the things that I had last night. Yeah. Uh, there was Desi Vega meatballs, which I will eat anytime, anywhere. Is it? Uh, the, does he have uh, red sauce in it? Yeah, it was red. It was just a, you know, like a meatball or two. Because he's some red he's sauce. sort of semi Italian. He's very Italian. Well, but he's a steakhouse predominant. Well, no, but he's very, but he's very Italian. That's his heritage, yeah, Italian. I, and the meatball recipe is actually either his mom's or his grandmother's. It's certainly a family recipe. But anyway, well, when, well, next, me, it, when when uh, when I say uh, 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 okay. his name, yeah, Desi Vega. Do you th- Desi Vega? Do you think of uh, Italian Vega? food, or do you think of uh, steaks. Well, I think of steaks and Italian food because he does have the meatball. That's his amuse-bouche. The meatball is his standard amuse-bouche. And if you remember, his daughter used to go around the dining room showing, oh, I, uh, giving I'll, everyone some meatballs. I'll so never forget that. It's it's a big, I won't say it's a big part of the menu, but it is on the menu and it is uh, great. So anyway, he was there. there not he, he was not there, but his meatballs were there. And right next to Desi Vega's Meatballs was Mr. John's Steakhouse, which is kind of sort of related to them. Mm-hmm. I think I think somebody's married to somebody in somebody's family. Yeah, yeah, well. Uh, <clears throat> they, That's uh, the connection. But, the, but they've yeah. sort of split off and done their own thing. And um, Rodney Salvaggio was there serving the little steak tips. And then yeah. across from him mm-hmm. was Messina's. And I've always loved Messina's. I've always, and maybe it's because I grew up in Kenner, not far from Messina's, but I've always thought their food was really, really good. They had something really interesting last night. It was deboned quail over corn makshu, which was spectacularly good corn makshu. I don't know why it was so good. But I think it had maybe some tasso in it or something, but it was really exceptionally good corn makshu. And then they put the little quail over it, and then over that was a pecan-studded pepper jelly. And, you know, I think a lot of people would have eaten the quail if there had been a knife there, too. But mm. you can't just pick up a little deboned quail. It's almost like a chip, which was kind of gross to think of, like a little meaty thing being a chip. But it was about that size, and there was no knife to cut it. So you either had to make it sort of like a popsicle and eat it or pick it up with your fingers and eat it. And that was kind of a deterrent, not kind of a deterrent. It was a really big deterrent. But that's what that's what they had across from Desi Vegas. But when we come back, I would like to talk about my favorite thing there last night, which was extraordinary, I thought. Oh, 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hi there. You're listening to The Food Show. So am I. Marianne is here, too. I have forgotten to mention that she's here. Hello. Hello. So we, uh, I was talking about the... Um, 
ninth annual Kenner Wine and Food event last night. And it took a while. It was such a bizarre kind of evening because the rain was torrential and all these people were set up outside. And then everyone just sort of watched the rain pour on the on Damn. the chafing dishes that were hot and ready to go, except they were being rained on. So at some point, they let it go for 15 or 20 minutes. But after about half an hour, they realized the rain was not going to let up. And so people were coming in with their chafing dishes on a roller, sloshing through the water. And some people were smart enough to bring umbrellas, and they had an umbrella over their head, but it didn't help too much. And then the food started to get moved in, but a lot of it had gotten cold by that time. And then one of the people who had moved in was uh, Gambino's had this gorgeous, huge setup inside, and then they were kind enough to let um, Pascal's Manali move in into one little part of their space, and they had their delicious eggplant casserole, which is maybe the only way that I eat eggplant other than just grilled eggplant. But that seafood casserole that they do at Pascal's Manali is really good. Oh, I love that. They, that's they what they also had, last night. had a shrimp remoulade, which was mm-hmm. delicious as well. Yeah, that would um, be about right. But next to them was this really, really great Merloton cream soup with blue crab bits and and not little bits either, like big bits of blue crab and shrimp in it. And I I credited them with having it, but I think it might be Cypress after all that had the melaton soup. Mm. But that was my favorite thing by far. And I'd gotten some of it and um then someone came up to me and talked to me and I never did get a chance to get a spoon to sit down and eat it. And then about 15 minutes after I sat down, someone was bringing it around as a pass around. And uh, and that's when I ate not one but two bowls of it. And I was really <laughs> glad to have it because it was exceptionally good. Yeah, that's a I think it was like dish. a spicy little bit of jalapeno or poblano or something. But it's really hard to make merloton divine. <laughs> I mean, that, that is true. It that's has, a it challenge. Has, I say it has no detectable flavor at it all. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And, you know, I can't say that this was a robust flavor, but it was definitely enough of a flavor. They must have used um, a seafood stock or something to make it because it certainly had flavor. And it had exactly the right texture and cream level in it. And it was really a fantastically good soup, I thought. And, I mean, Merloton, who would have thought? Yeah. For you those know? who uh, are, might just be joining us, if that sounds really, really good to you, and I know a lot of people feel that way, uh, what are we talking about again? This is uh, the, from Manali's. Well, no, I thought no? it was from Manali's because they had sort of a corner and I know that they had the the shrimp remoulade and the eggplant dressing. Um, and I could be wrong. If anyone was there and I'm totally wrong, please call 260-6368 because I want to give credit where it's due. But I found out when someone looked at the page today for me that, because um, mine got all wet, that it was Cyprus, restaurant Cyprus, that had the meloton and and crab and shrimp soup. You know who was also there, but I didn't see them until it was on the way out, uh, was Austin's. They had um, 
they had a whole bunch of shrimp remoulade that I think went uneaten because mm. uh, it was on the way out and nobody saw it. But it was good. It was a very good, you know, I I was really kind of glad for what happened because I wound up eating about half of what I would have eaten otherwise. And I Mm. think that was true of a lot of people. And those people who brought food, I kind of feel like it might have run out if people had not filled up on cheese first. (laughs) So it kind of worked out. The rain was kind of a godsend when you think about it. Let's go to Steve. Steve? Hello. Hi. Welcome to our show. Have a uh, have have a seat. Okay. I don't think uh, I don't think this I is either you, one of our regular Steves. Go ahead. Well, I listen to you all the time. Yeah. But uh, I heard y'all before talking about saffron. Yes. And I was wondering, isn't that the inside of a a flower? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what it is, and I, uh, it it doesn't look. You usually get it in almost powder form. Uh, because yeah. they grind it well, down to that shredded. level. It's kind of shredded. It's like yeah. little long. It's like it's like maybe quarter inch, teeny tiny little sticks. And a little of it goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it from a store off of Richland, uh, an international food store, and it comes in probably an inch and inch length. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Little boxes. Yeah. yeah. Really. You know that that that's that uh-huh. store. It's just off Veterans Highway near Green Acres, isn't it? Yeah, on Richland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been thinking about that place in a long, long time, but they have a lot of good stuff there. Well, it's probably really authentic there. Yeah. I would imagine you know, that's, it is. That's because they, the, they have meats and, and, and fish yeah. and all kinds of stuff there. Where is it? It's uh, just lakeside of Veterans Boulevard, uh, just off uh, uh, Green Acres. It's right before you get to Green Acres, oh. like one okay. or two uh, oh, blocks. It's on Richmond behind the Coretti Pontiac. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I think that. it's a really cool-looking spice. It's one of my favorite spices. Yeah, they have a lot at. of spices in there from yeah. different parts of the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I would like to go and see because I really do. You know, I like the idea of spices, but I almost never use them. But it's mm. nice to think that you have them all there. <laughs> do you use your saffron very much? Do you use it? Sometimes we do. Yeah, Sometimes what do you use it do. in? Uh, believe it or not, I like it in spaghetti. Really? Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard of that before, but it sounds good. Well, I had cinnamon that's in spaghetti dumb. the other day, and I didn't think it belonged at all. No. Oh, well, can't win them all. I don't know. It's a different flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it is. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you oh, have any other really... Oh, we use it in rice a lot, too. Uh, for saffron? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's like a rice... It's like a, a common ingredient in rice pilaf, isn't it? It's a common ingredient in, like, Iranian cooking. When they yeah. When they um, copied Iranian cooking... I don't know what it's called in Iranian food, but um, rice aroni is is copied off of that. And I think saffron is part of that. I'm not sure, but I think so. It's kind of like a little noodle and rice and yeah. and dried fruits and things like that. The San Francisco treat. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank, oh, nice talking. Thank nice you, talking Steve, to you. for calling. See ya. It's uh, the food show. Red bell pepper is an interesting item. If paprika is made from red bell pepper, so is pimento. Yeah. And 
I always wonder if I'm spelling it correctly because I see it two ways. And I was wondering what the difference was in pimento with an I and pimento without an I. And the answer is nothing. Nothing. There is no difference between those two things. So a pimento versus a piento? Pimiento? Uh, P-I-M-I-E-N-T-O is actually the red bell pepper. Yeah. And it becomes, when you roast it and peel the skin off, a pimento, and it is also spelled I or no I, but it's the same thing. Well, you got to be careful in one place, and that is... Uh, um, like when I out think of the, the green Caribbean. olives. I, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Jamaica specifically. What about it? And they have a, a little bush. You couldn't call this a tree. It's a bush, and it has. Uh, it, it, it's it looks like it's a pepper. They call it allspice over there. But it's the it, the way most people take that is that this is. A bunch of different kinds of spices work together. I In guess fact, that's why they call it they, allspice. They grow no, but they don't. They grow it on this bush, and that is referred to in Jamaica as allspice. That's what they call it there, and and then you do get that peppery quality. Yeah, but it's not like a it's not like a a red bell pepper. No, it's really it, different. I thought you were going to say it's a pimento bush, but it's a pimento and a. Pimiento, if you want to call it that. I think they're both pronounced pimento. They're the same thing, and they're both okay a, with like me. a roasted, softer bell pepper. But if you had them in like the middle of a small olive, it would not have mm-hmm. an eye. And if you have it in uh, a mixture that is orange and spread on crackers with cheese behind it, pimento cheese, I've seen that written both ways. Yep. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. We can are, I, can as I, usual, inter- talking about nothing at all. I, ahead, I, I have one thing to add to this. You know, one of the great things about the, uh, about the whole system of restaurants that we have and all of the great food that is uh, pre- being prepared by all kind of people all the time is that uh, for a lot of people, the lucky ones, they wind up making friendships with the people who maybe live next door to you or somebody who lives down the street and you bump into them in your your uh, office uh, and then you you make new friends that way. And one of the things about Manali's, <clears throat> that every time I go there, Manali's is uh, three or four brothers. I always uh, try three. to remember. Three. And then there's a sister who, right. who, who basically Correct. run the whole thing. And... Uh, Mark, who is one of the brothers, obviously, uh, his daughter was born at almost exactly the same yeah, time as exactly the same age as yeah. a, as our son Jude. And every time I run into Mark, he brings that up before I can get a chance to get it in myself. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't have any meaning whatsoever. They're both great kids, and you know, so everything's. I think that there. she was working at the restaurant. And then she was working at another restaurant, and I kind of think she might be back now. I don't know. But anyway, but it was nice. to. I did not say hello to Bob. If you're out there, Bob, hi. I didn't get – I was talking to someone when I saw you, and then I saw you again when I was talking to someone else, and then I didn't see you after that. Oh, so, no. But anyway, their eggplant dressing was uh, fantastic, oh, as great. always. I you love know that who, place. You know who was there 
with Chef Andrea. Yeah, he was there, but I didn't see his food. That's I only, easy to I explain. Only He's him, only not this his tall. Food. No, I ran into him a bunch of times, but I think maybe his food might have been some of the food that didn't get put out. I mean, I think uh-huh. some people just gave it up. No, I think he like showed I saw up. Zia. I, I was hanging out with him for a little while, but he had a lot of food there. Where, well, where was his food, actually? Well, I saw he, him, but not his food. Where he, was he set up? He was about halfway between the uh, the one of them and a, and a different one over, and one. over okay. there. <laughs> that's and that's it, very specific. Thank uh, you. Yeah. There was up against the wall um, a couple of pans of food that no one ever noticed. One of them was the cannoli from Gendusa. Did you yeah. have any of that? No, but I heard everybody I talked to who uh, said they loved it. Why didn't it. you go get some? I would have gotten you some if uh, I I was too busy keeping up on all the other stuff that was And then made. next to them was um, fried calamari, which must be awful cold, huh? Is fried calamari, fried calamari? awful cold? Cold? Yeah, because Peppermill brought some fried calamari, but it didn't come in until well after the event had started, and then oh. it was there, and it sat there, and I don't think anyone saw it, or well, or the, maybe they saw it and didn't want to eat it because it was cold. Is it, I mean, I don't eat calamari. I would imagine, though, that after it gets cold, it's probably not very pleasant at all. Probably not, because it's fried, mostly. Yeah, it's fried, so... Yeah. Fried so things that get cold, cold are not good. No, not so good at all. So when, when the pans of fried calamari came in, and if they weren't really hot, I can't imagine anybody that would have eaten them. And clearly they didn't because I saw them there all evening. You know who made kind of a splash, which we really kind of need to check out? There's a place called Porch and Patio. Porch Out and in patio. Rivertown, yes. Yeah. And um, they are right across the street from the old La Parvenu. Mm-hmm. And uh, that which was a nice looking restaurant. It was. It's a sad thing that no one's going to do anything with that. I don't think there is anything in there now. No, I don't think but so. But this porch and patio place is across the street. It's across mm-hmm. Williams Boulevard, and it's an old something or another that's been redone. And uh, and I thought maybe it was a new building, but it wasn't. They said it's an old something. And um, there's a lot of old buildings around there. Yeah, I, I grew cool up in that too. neighborhood. They're very cool. Um, and but but not in very good shape, generally speaking. So that's probably why it never gets like La Parvenu. For someone to go in and do something with La Parvenu, I think would require a lot of money. I, if I uh, were to get Just a hold of that building that became uh, La Parvenu, La Parvenu, I would buy it and do everything I could to make that a rolling restaurant for a long time because it's I think it's just perfect for that. It's a very cute place and I don't usually like old house turned restaurants. It's definitely a turn off for me. Like yeah. like Brightsons. Yeah, I like the food at Brightsons but I'm just not into the environment because it's, it's just little, not my thing. It's not my thing. It's a it's a little small for the number of people that are there. Although I don't find it all that noisy. It's well, just Well, maybe it's because it's it's like somebody's house. But you know what? Yeah. Uh the only place that I I can say I really really like that fits into that old house category. Fits, see? Fits. Yeah. You get fits it? into the old house. Ah, <laughs> 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 Do I have to stop to laugh? Um, the old house category is uh, Jack Mel in Hammond. That's a cool old house. Oh, yeah. And That's I don't, a beautiful I don't, house. Yeah, it is. And I don't know. It's a beautiful property because they have a great patio, too. But I don't know if 
I just am enamored of that place because I think the food there is so spectacular, which I do. Or and and I, and so I sort of for, forgive them the old house thing. But generally speaking, I'm not into old houses. But La Parvenu, I didn't mind either. I thought La Parvenu was really cute. I, I loved it. And, and it's, it's too bad. Chef was terrific. Yeah, and, he was. It's too bad that yeah. it, that no one's uh, doing anything with that. Maybe somebody with, I'm thinking, a bunch of money because that place looks like it's not a in while. very good condition. Oh, really? No. Hmm. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine that it is, that. especially since it's been vacant for a while because things tend to age very quickly that way. Mm, could be. 2606368 is the number. We are talking about, you know, stuff. Food-related, restaurants-related, things we did, where we ate. And uh, I'm trying to think of one other thing from last night. The wines were exceptionally good. And yeah, I don't even they, drink wine. You know, uh, I liked that La Crema. I tried I, that La Crema. And who does that? Uh, it's uh, La, the La Crema Company. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I haven't looked into that in a long time. But they have had some very interesting marketing programs over the years. And uh, they like they they make lighter wines than I'm used to well, getting. Well, that's probably but, why I like them. Yeah, well, a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and uh, I would say that's something that that they do very well. Yeah, I'm looking up your allspice before I go off to look up something else. Yeah. Uh, it is a pimento, but it's called a Jamaica pimento, and it doesn't have an eye in it, and it is exactly as you said, a little bush of stuff. That's right. Yeah. And then it gets ground into something called allspice, which supposedly tastes like a combination of cinnamon and cloves. Mm -hmm. So why would you use that instead of cinnamon and cloves? Uh, to get the, the different flavor because they, they don't taste the same. It doesn't have exactly the same flavor? No. Oh, no, no. Have I ever Not had to anything? Me it have you ever made anything at the house with allspice? Because I know we have it. I have on but the shelf, I don't, and I've never seen it. I don't. The best part of the rack of seasonings that I have at home is the fact that I, I cra handcrafted you that. You did, and you did a really good job too. I, I'm very proud of that. You yeah. can, I think there's something like 30 different. Uh, uh, when little... we bought that house, it was kind of a shell. It was a very strange house. Yeah. Well, and, it remains well, it, it a very started, strange it house. It started out as a cabin <laughs> in the woods. Hmm. And so there was a house that was built around it. And so the kitchen area was the cabin. And um, we lived in it for a while before we finished the house because it was kind of half finished when we bought it. And it was a good thing, and I think it's a good thing to do when you are th when you're thinking about renovating a house. If you get to live in it for a little bit to figure out exactly what you want to do with it, which is exactly what we did. And so, when we built the house and changed it into the house that we have now, it was especially the kitchen part. It was exactly what we wanted to do, and so we have this pantry that has on one wall this cool thing that Tom made for spices. And so you don't have to go very far if you're looking for spices. It's not exactly the it's a, it's a peculiar house. <laughs> that you can be safe. we're peculiar at, people. At, yeah. So, you know, why wouldn't we have a house like that? Let me tell you about New Orleans hamburger and seafood. It is. I'm going to do it this time, Tom. 
it is a great place to go for New Orleans kind of food. There is a hamburger menu that's pretty extensive, actually. And you can get your hamburgers uh, cooked to order, crusty on the outside, juicy on the inside, with all different kinds of applications, because that's part of the menu. They have the seafood part of the menu, which you can get jazzed up, and you ask for spicilicious. But all of the seafood is cooked to order as well. It is crispy. It's greaseless. It is golden brown and delicious. And now they have char-grilled oysters there as well. You can get these fried seafood items, uh, you know, the usual shrimp, uh, shrimp and, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it, shrimp, oysters, and fish. You can get them on a platter or on a poor boy. And uh, they also have local specialties, things like red beans and rice and good pasta dishes. They have great salads that are crispy and very large and interesting salads and char-grilled oysters that are the newest thing on the menu. If you go see them, it is New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood, and you will find them at 10 locations around town, not the least of which is in mm -hmm. the quarter as well. Yeah, it's good. All right, we're going to take a break for the news. You're listening I have to um, one, uh, one little thing to add to that. If, if the weather stays like it is now, Look up at night by around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you'll see the Hunter's Moon. Oh, it's not and full yet, though, It's is not it? full yet, but it's getting it's very close. Yeah. So uh, watch that tonight. Yes, WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.